Welcome to the Metabolic MD. Health means everything. We all seek optimal health, but most of us do not know how to achieve it. Dr. Paul Kaladze has spent a career in the emergency department. Now, he helps his patients avoid ever ending up there. During these podcasts, you'll learn how you can lose weight and prevent and reverse disease through new technology, a modified diet, and the use of some new recently approved FDA medications. This information is not meant to be medical advice. Please seek consultation from your own medical provider. Let's listen in. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, in the words of John Lennon from the uh, famous album, Sergeant Pepper. Uh, we are gathered today for another episode of the Metabolic MD with Dr. Paul Kolasik. Dr. Paul Kolasik, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Terry. It's early in the morning for me, you know that, and it's a Friday, so you really got lucky here by waking me up to do this thing. I feel lucky, Terry. All right, well, <laughs> I'm glad you're lucky. All right, so I understand we have a special guest joining us here on this episode of the Metabolic MD. Why don't you introduce your special guest? Uh, so this is Lynn, who's been a patient of ours for a little bit over a year, has had a lot of success with lifestyle changes, um, achieving a, a really very significant amount of weight loss. And I wanted to share, I wanted her to be able to share her success story with our audience. All right. Well, Lynn, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, absolutely. Anybody willing to get up this early is more than welcome to join us. I'm telling you. So look, can I ask a few basic questions about your background, who you are, where you come from, where your 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 weight loss journey started? So why don't we start with who you are, not your, you don't have to say your last name, but who you are, what you do for a living, uh, and then where you were when you started this weight loss journey. Yeah. So again, my name's Lynn. Um, I I'm a psychotherapist in Dayton, Ohio. Um, currently, my husband and I own a practice called Midwest Counseling Centers of Ohio. I've been in the field of social work for about 33 years now, um, and it's it's been a great journey. And, um, you know, I think it was probably over a year ago is when I saw information um, on Dr. Paul's program and um I was very interested. I've, I've, I've struggled with my weight for a long time and um, I've been on all the diets and it's just been um, an accumulation really of frustration and lack of confidence and really not being able to kind of, of pull that part of my life together. You know, it feels like all the other pieces are, 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 are there, but that weight and that lifestyle um, really has been a struggle for me. Well, that's so. Can you tell us? Uh, I, I hate to ask this, but can you tell us at your age? Yeah. Uh, what, your, what your starting weight was when you came to Dr. Paul? Yeah. So I'm I'm 52. Um, wow, you look great for 52. Oh, you're very kind. I'm gonna get on this podcast every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 52. Um, I started my weight um, at 220. Um, I was around a size 20, 1820. Um, since I've been on the program, um, my current weight is 140. Wow. Um, so I've dropped down and, and my size is around a six. So it's I was been gonna say, looking at you on the screen. Cause I only have a little box where I'm looking at you. I would never, ever guess that you even had a weight loss issue at all. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's been, and I, and I, you know, through my life, I've done ebbs and flows. I think I really started gaining my weight after I had my kids, which are obviously um, adults now. And it seemed like it was just a roller coaster. It just kind of spiraled. Um, so before I toss it over back to Dr. Paul, I got one more question for you. Yeah. What, what was your lifestyle like when you were in the 200? Um. I would say mentally, I was very anxious. Um, I had a very hard time with confidence and self-esteem because I just didn't feel good in my own skin. I felt almost as if um, I knew where I wanted to be. I knew who I wanted to be, but I felt trapped. So so psychologically, that's how I felt. Physically, I felt um, just walking small distances, walking upstairs, um, became so cumbersome. I remember I got, I got on a plane last year and, and, and the seatbelt wouldn't fit. You wow. know, we had to bring the extender out because it, I couldn't, I couldn't um, secure it. That's what I mean. Cause I, I really wish we should issue this as a video podcast. Cause there's no way in the world people would guess out of you. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So as a, as a psychotherapist, correct? Correct. Did you analyze yourself? Oh, of course. That's what we do, right? It's I'm even <laughs> off the clock. I analyze everything. That's how my brain works. And I think that's probably was part of the problem that created even more anxiety for me because I just couldn't understand, like, why couldn't I pull it together? It wasn't until I talked to Dr. Paul and I really dug in and recognized that because I kept saying, I'm not eating that much. But what I was eating was horrible. What was it? Fast food. Carbs, crazy. And were you eating like at random times because you're busy? You're just grabbing a bite here and it's crappy food and grabbing a bite there? No prep. Just I'm hungry. My brain says I'm hungry. I need to eat. And I would grab whatever I could. And usually it was McDonald's late at night on the way home from work. You know, being a business owner, you know, my my hours are kind of wonky because, you know, I work a lot. But there was no planning. It was grab something carbs late at night, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I know Dr. Paul's going to talk more about the specifics of the CGM, but that first week when he said, eat whatever you want. And I started tracking my carbs. I recognized that I was eating over 400 carbs to 500 carbs a day. Wow. And, and, and Dr. Paul, again, give me, give me before I toss it to you, what is the guideline that you would expect somebody and a healthy lifestyle to be eating carb-wise? Well, my belief is nobody should be eating over 150 grams of carbs a day. Yeah, you know, and, four times the amount. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And of course, uh, when we put our programs together using the continuous glucose monitors, we usually ask people to eat 50 grams or less. Mm-hmm. So um, if I can jump in here, uh, basically what happened was I think Lynn began to understand and go through the transition of really the insulin resistance model of weight loss. Uh, she came in, we put a CGM on her for two weeks. She realized what she was eating was spiking her sugars and she's on this roller coaster of a spike and then a dip and then a spike and then a dip. Um, was and she that pre-diabetic? Just, no, I don't think so, right, Lynn? No. no. No, okay, so but, she was just normal in the normal range, but she saw her spikes right, go up and down. Right, right. Um, and it, it becomes evident that that variability 
and and higher than what numbers than what should be were, were was really the source of her issue. Um, and though she thought she was eating less, I would say that that's or, or trying to control what she's eating. That that's an indication of kind of the calories in, calories out approach of how mm-hmm. that doesn't work. You know, I'm just going to try and eat less and yeah. you know burn more energy than what I take in, and, and it doesn't work because really it's not sustainable. And, and really, the issue is insulin resistance. And what she needed to do was even out those spikes and drops by lowering her carb intake. And I think we moved incrementally with her um, to achieve success. And and obviously she took to this and was a very good model for her like it is for most people. So let let me me dive into the CGM aspect, uh, Lynn, if I could. Once you had a CGM on your arm, and I'm wearing one right now, Mm -hmm. right? Once you had a CGM and you saw it, what effect in your brain did that have when you saw things going up and down? Terry, can I interject just so people know what a CGM is? We're talking about a continuous glucose monitor. We've talked about it in previous podcasts. It's basically a device that you put on your arm. You see see diabetics wear, um, and uh, it gives you a 24-7 glucose reading. So every time you eat something, you know what is happening to your blood sugar. Blood sugar and blood glucose are the same thing. So that's the experience Lynn had for the first time of being able to see exactly what her blood sugars look like 24. Seven. All right. I'm so sorry. then tell me, tell me about when you started seeing the spikes going up and down, what, how did that impact your brain? Because you're able to look at this in a different way than most other people. How did that impact you? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I was, I was, I was completely astonished by the spikes um, and it started. So, what, you know, basically if I would eat something I wasn't supposed to eat, you know, let's say McDonald's. I would instantly, you know, within, I would say 10 minutes or less, I would see a spike. And I'm not just talking like a little incremental, like rise. I'm talking about my sugar spiking to 250, 300. And the alarms would go off and I would see it. And then it would drop and it would drop down to 40 or 50 fairly quickly. And it started to, to really like resonate with me because What was happening prior to being on the CGM is I was getting what I I call tinnitus in my ears. I would eat something and my ears would start kind of ringing and buzzing. I would start feeling sluggish. Like I said, um, my anxiety level would go up. And I'm just thinking there's, you know, I've got some, I'm just old. I've got these weird, (laughs) weird things that are happening to me. But what I noticed was I started in the, the fatigue. I would get really, really tired and irritable. But I noticed what I what I put I pulled it all together and I recognized really quickly that it was about what I was putting in my body because my tinnitus the ringing in my ear would happen when I had a spike or a or, or, or a very rapid drop since I've been on CGM I haven't had any of that. So it's one of the things he says uh, often, and I think it's one of the uh, most brilliant comments I, I get to hear from Dr. Paul is yeah. once you see the spikes and what it does to you you don't want to go for that bag of chips anymore because you, you see it. Yeah, You see it. And I'm a very visual person. I have to really understand like, okay, if I put this in my body, you know, you can't see what's happening inside your body. So the fact that you can look at this CGM on your phone and you can see how just putting something even as small as a piece of, you know, a couple bites of bread 
or an M&M affects your, your glucose, it's really right. crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. So Dr. Paul, walk me through your meeting Lynn for the first time and where she is today. Can you kind of tell us how the treatment or the program worked for her? What was the first stages like? where she's currently at now, kind of take, take us to there if you could briefly. Well, well, let's talk about we put the plan we put together for Lynn. Um, so she, she goes through this two-week period. She's seeing the CGM spikes. By the way, this is on a phone app. The sensor on your arm is connected to a phone app where your blood glucose is graphed 24-7. And, and then she and I sat down and talked about what's the plan here? What are we going to do to even these spikes out, get your numbers lower? Um, and, and generally, that is how many grams of carbs a day are, are you going to eat? And I think we started with Lynn as we do with most patients incrementally. Let's not, you know, drop from her high numbers to 35. Let's maybe start in the 50 to 75 range. Um, and we'll see how that changes your blood glucose patterns. And then let's talk about the other things that are needed to decrease insulin resistance because we did insulin resistance testing on her. We've checked a fasting insulin level. By the way, the reason most over uh, Americans are overweight is because of insulin resistance. Um, and, and we saw that her levels were high and we talked about how we attack that and the way we attack that is the low carb diet i mentioned intermittent fasting which also reduces insulin resistance and keeps those numbers in line and helps avoid that variability and then um the the third approach is you know what is your activity regimen or exercise regimen going to be and lynn embraced that she embraced all three aspects of that um and, and then uh, was off to the races in terms of for weight loss. So uh, did did Lynn ever have to go on semi-glutide or she did she stay off that? So Lynn, I'll let you speak to this. What we in our program and this is maybe the most critical aspect of this uh, of this podcast is that I think those medicines have their place and we did move to use that for Lynn when she had a stall, but getting the lifestyle changes in place first with uh, significant weight loss over a number of months with just the things we talked about, um, low-carb diet, intermittent fasting, and strength training is the best exercise regimen to re reduce insulin resistance. We worked with her on that for, I, I think, four or five months. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, she did have a little bit of a stall. You can speak to Lynn maybe what weight that was at. Um, and we layered in a lower dose of semaglutide. And I'm going to let Lynn talk, but I want to talk about this titration of the medicine. You, you know, just going with the standard regimen onto the, you know, building up to the highest dose and staying on the highest dose, I think is, is a problem and a right. mistake for most people. I, I think these medicines really need to be titrated to individual needs. Um, and, uh, and we'll talk about how we did that with Lynn, but Lynn, go, go ahead and talk about that early part of your journey. Yeah. So, you know, I, I believe, um, I hit about 20, I lost about 25 pounds without the semi-glutide and I did hit a stall. Oh, so um, how long did it take you to get to 25 pounds? Um, I, uh, let's see, I hit that in about a month and a half. And that's a lot in a month and a half. So mm -hmm. how hard was the lifestyle change to make? Because it, going from where you were with McDonald's and eating yes. uh, fast food to that, how hard of a change was that for you? You know, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, that that's always your fear. 
like, oh my gosh, I got to get up, give up my food. You know, we use food for comfort in so many different reasons. Um, I'm not going to say that it was easy. I mean, it was, a. I had to be aware every day that I had to commit to this and I had to be, you know, raise my, my level of awareness in, in tracking my carbs. And so it wasn't just a piece of, you know, it wasn't just a, a like a, a, you know, a, a walk in the park. It wasn't just easy peasy, but, um, I will tell you with the CGM, it, it, it helped simplify it because I could explain that. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you have tools, you know, we always talk about tools and mental health and, you know, coping strategies and tools. And one of the things that I recognized really quickly was the CGM gave me that visual, like I spoke to, and it was a, it was, it was something that I was able to instantly see. So I was constantly learning. I had to kind of relearn and train my, my brain on what I could eat. And so just having that feedback continuously with the CGM also enabled me to understand that I was doing it. I could do this. If, as long as I kept my, 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 my levels fairly stable within a certain level and they'll, and they'll, they'll show you what levels you can, you can do your, your higher level and your lower level. As long as I could keep it in there, I knew I was on track. I knew I was doing the right, I was making the right choices. You know, Dr. Paul, you spoke about, um, the fact that, you know, it is a lifestyle change. And I want to emphasize that because I know a lot of people have gone on semi-glutide, you know, whether it's ozempic or compounds, semi-glutide, and they just think it's going to work like, like the miracle pill or the miracle drug or the miracle injection, you know? And one of the things I learned is that that is so you, you can't just do that and not change how you look and you, and you can't, in, in terms of how you change and look at food, you know, you have to incorporate the fitness piece. It, it's, it's a holistic approach. Um, so let me, let me ask this question. I, this is a random question. You're a doctor, correct? Um, I'm, a, I'm a psychotherapist. So well, I mean, do you, I mean, PhD, do I get to call you Dr. Lynn? No, I have a master's. I'll call you Lynn. Then. <laughs> yeah, just call me Lynn. Master Lynn. Master uh, Lynn. Now you obviously see a lot of patients, right? In your in your line of, do some of these patients have uh, emotional issues that are causing weight gain? Absolutely. So, so I guess, uh, Doctor Paul, do you ever consider that aspect of it? Right? We've always talked about low carb strength training. Uh, and CGM, but have we ever talked about the emotional side of what causes weight gain? Oh yeah, that that's a critical piece. When we meet with people, we you know address that. We find out where they are. I, I not infrequently uh, suggest people if they have, for example, anxiety and binge eating issues, pursue therapy. Uh, you know, I think cognitive behavioral therapy is a great uh, approach to addressing those, which basically gives people the opportunity to process those issues. So that's definitely a piece of this. So um, and the other. It's the whole social psycho approach, whole whole social psych approach to this, um, because the other thing we analyze is their living situation. Who are they living with? Uh, What are the eating patterns in the family? What are the social relationships? How does that factor in? So, yeah, you got to look at the whole package to be effective in this. Okay, so, uh, you know, we're coming to the end of this fun 25 minutes of of 
pod, podcasting, but I got so many questions from for you, Lynn. Uh, where are you at now? Right? Has has this lifestyle change just basically become the new you? Yeah, it 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 has become the new me. You know, do I always have that fear that I'm going to go back? Sure, and I think that's what keeps pushing me forward. Have you ever My, have you ever fallen off? I guess fallen off the wagon, as they would call it. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's times when I, when I will just say, gosh, you know, that birthday cake looks really good. I'm just going to go for it. I know <laughs> what I'm in day. for. Yeah, for me, it's every day. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what I'm in for, and it's self-inflicted. And and when I look back at, like, where, where I've plateaued, it's usually because, you know, I probably didn't make the best choices. But like I said, and then I go back and I look at my CGM monitor and my, my logs and I go, yeah, yeah, I, I had a really bad couple days there. When, when I talk really bad, I'm not talking about me going to McDonald's three times a week anymore. I'm just talking about having, you know, more carbs than I than I than I really wanted. Right. But I'm able to analyze it. I'm able to look at it and go, OK, get back on it. All right. And then yeah, I get bro. back on it and, it, and then it, we just keep going. Before we before we kind of wrap it up, I'll turn it back to Dr. Paul in a second. The um, the semi-glutide that you tried, how long were you on it and what impact – how did that get you through the hump, as he called it? Yeah, the semi-glutide. So I was on it uh, – I've been on it uh, 10 months now. Oh, you, so you're still on it? I'm still on it. And, ha- and how has that affected you physically, how you feel? Because uh, I know I went on it for a while and I was all miserable. I couldn't wait to get off it because I felt so awful. But yeah. they didn't start me at a low dose. They started me at full dose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it, you know, get, since I've been doing this, you know, a lot of people ask me questions about it. And I've heard that, that people will start on these really, really high doses. I think Dr. Paul does a really great job at being very conservative, like he said, with his, you know, titration schedules and like working, you know, slowly up. Um, and the, the neat thing, um, is that, you know, I was constantly in communication with his office. If I had side effects or I felt like, gosh, you know, something just doesn't feel right in terms of I'm, I'm having some aches and pains after I took my shot or something like that. They're like, okay, then let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Um, I think the only thing that I've noticed is as a side effect from semi-glutide is, you know, you do have occasional nausea. Um, and so, and, and I'm not talking about debilitating to where you can't function. Right. Um, and sometimes I'll get like, you know, like my body kind of aches usually the first day that I take it. Um, and then I take, you know, some ibuprofen or something like that. And, 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 and it resolves. But it, again, it's not debilitating to the point that you can't function. It's just, you know, like, OK, you know, I took my shot today. And, and I, th- I don't think people may some people may not realize you take a shot every week or is it every two weeks i can't remember how long semi-glutide once. stays one week yep, once a week yep okay yeah uh, so go ahead mm-hmm. dr paul uh, i'm an interject so and lynn was in that category of people you know insurance coverage for these medications is very limited so lynn was in that category of people and then you know it, the, for the brand names the out-of-pocket is un- unbelievably expensive you know twelve hundred fourteen hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. so she was in that category where we were able to pres- prescribe the compounded generic semaglutide at a lower cost. So that makes this medicine accessible to many people that otherwise would not be able to take it. And by keeping the doses low, we keep the costs lower as well. So Lynn, uh, uh, again, I got so many questions for you and I know we're running out of time, but 
So you're still on semiglutide, and and are you worried if you come off semiglutide, what will happen? You know, you always have that fear because that's that's kind of what happens, right? Like, you know, you go on Weight Watchers, you stop Weight Watchers, you gain your weight back, or you start, you know, you 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 start a weight loss, you know, pill, and it's like, you know, you gain your weight back. I mean, they're they're out there. Um, so, Doctor Paul and I have come up with a, a maintenance schedule, and I think it's pretty solid to keep me where I need to be. Um, but, but it's, again, it's not just about the medication. It's about the CGM, the continu- continuous glucose monitor, and also the lifestyle change. And I've, I've really incorporated all of that. One thing I wanted to add is I do do intermittent fasting as well. So I think that's, that's been very helpful. So, um, um, and you know, Dr. Paul, he, you're, you're the expert in how that, that, you know, hits your, your yeah. system. But again, it's, it's really all about it. You know, the goal is that when you do go off of it, because the reality is I don't want to be on it forever. Right. Is that I have already incorporated some things into my lifestyle change that are going to be permanent. And um, and with the tools of the CGM, I think that's been, you know, I, I plan on staying on the continuous glucose monitor as as long as I can. I mean, right, I agree. I love them. I, 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 it's great. I mean, it's not something I, I I picture myself like dropping off once I'm off, you know, the semi-glutide, you know, but um, because it is, that's been a, a, a huge tool. And I think as far as I'm concerned, I'll, I'll probably be on that forever. So, and, and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't, it's not painful. People are afraid of it, but it's, it's easy to put in your arm and it's, and it's, and then you're good. So, so Terry, Paul, I, go, go ahead. Uh, I just think the gist of this is really what what Lynn has done. It, it's a comprehensive approach with lifestyle changes. You can find plenty of medical providers that will write you a prescription for medicine. Um, and, uh, it, you know, the success rate will be lower. Um, you'll be on a standard regimen where the doses go up higher, make it dif- making it difficult to get off the medicine. Right. But I think Lynn's story is one of comprehensive lifestyle changes where we also use technology, the CGM, and, and newer pharmacology to, uh, to, to, to help get her where she needs to be. But, but the ultimate goal here is a comprehensive program with lifestyle changes that, that you, you know, will persist for a lifetime. And I have no doubt that's where Lynn will be as we titrate her down slowly off the medicine. And, and again, with her, we're, we're avoiding maximal doses. We're using moderate doses so that she can be successful in doing that. Well, Lynn, I, t- I tell you what, this has been eye opening one for me because just looking at you, right? Not in a million years would I ever guess you were over 200 because you look tremendous. And uh, Dr. Paul, is there, if somebody's out there listening, I know that you can only treat people in Ohio, Florida, Arizona, and Indiana, correct? Correct. Yeah, I'm licensed in those states. And so we do telemedicine really with, with anybody in in those states and most of my patients are telemedicine lynn lives across town and most of our visits end up being telemedicine just because it's just so convenient and mm-hmm. it's just as high a quality of care 
Okay. Yeah. Well, Lynn, thank you for joining us this morning on the Metabolic MD with Dr. Paul Kalazic. Hey, hey, Terry, I got yes, oh, to do the oh, book, my God, book before we go. Again. <laughs> you are selling more books. I, I heard that the, the book sales are increasing even more. The, the, books are, the book sales are going well. So this entire program that we just discussed is outlined in the Continuous Glucose Monitor Revolution. We have a chapter each on all these important phases of the program, the diagnostic phase, the therapy phase using the CGM, low-carb diets, intermittent fasting, strength training to decrease insulin resistance, and then uh, and then a chapter on the use of the medicine as well. So um, to get a good idea of what we do, I would encourage people to just go to Amazon. You can Google my last name or the Continuous Glucose Monitor Revolution, and you will find the book. I knew we couldn't escape without a book. <laughs> I tried. I really did try, listeners. <laughs> But the book is great, so if you get a chance, uh, take advantage of getting that book off Amazon, and uh, we'll see you soon on another episode of Metabolic. Indeed, uh, Lynn, thank you so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Lynn. Thank All you, right, Dr. Dr. Paul, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Metabolic MD with Dr. Paul Kolodzik. Please join us again for the next episode to hear how your metabolic health means everything and to learn tips on how to lose weight and possibly reverse some serious health conditions. This information is not meant to be medical advice. Please seek consultation from your own medical professional.